Hi, I'm Angela Baker, and I'm Qualcomm's Chief Sustainability Officer. There's going to be a lot of sustainable benefits that will come once fixed wireless access is fully deployed. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Angela, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Well Technically. Thank you for having me. You are the Chief Sustainability Officer at Qualcomm. So obviously we're going to talk about sustainability, but we're also going to do that in the context of fixed wireless access and how it can be considered a tool for sustainable telecom operation. But before we do that, what is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? It's such a big question, I feel like. I um it's just important sort of in the everyday work, right? I think there was a study that came out recently or an article, I guess, about how many chief sustainability officers are female. And I think the job really lends itself to a lot of characteristics that traditionally females excel in, like collaboration, understanding, educating, taking time to work with others. And so I feel like every day in my job, um, I'm very empowered by the fact that I'm female and and by the way that I work. So it's sort of, I think it's been very helpful to me in my career. It's interesting that a lot of sustainability officers and those working on sustainability efforts and other kind of social initiatives at these tech companies do tend to be women. And it reminds me of the first interview I did for this podcast where and I'm trying to put anyone in any box here, but, you know, this concept of men being interested in technology for the sake of technology coming up, or as women being interested in technology for what it can do and what it can change and improve. And I'm not saying that that's true. It's just is interesting if you think of it in the context of what you were saying around, like, why are so many women gravitating towards using tech for sustainability or getting these jobs to make their companies more sustainable. So just kind of interesting. (laughs) It's super interesting. Actually, you know, of course, it's not a hard and fast rule, but we have a program at Qualcomm uh, called the Think a Bit Lab, which is a STEM makerspace. And really, we started it uh, several years ago to focus on engaging those students that are traditionally underrepresented in STEM fields. So girls and uh, people of color. And the research shows, right, that around sixth or seventh grade, particularly girls, start to lose interest in STEM. And one of the ways that you can re-engage them is to show them what they can do with a STEM degree. That's not Qualcomm's research. That's like a ton. There's a ton of academic research on there. And that so rather than saying like, oh, you can build something and leave it at that, it's sort of you can build something to solve this problem, or you can build something to solve this challenge. And so that's sort of how we built the program at Think of It Lab. And they sort of address all these, they they try to build solutions that address global challenges. But it's really interesting, I think, uh, just sort of the framing of how tech can be used or what tech can be used for. Obviously, there's it's limitless. There's lots of things that can be used for, but yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And actually, you know, it might be helpful to talk a little bit more about what you even do in your role, right? So tell me a little bit about your role as Chief Sustainability Officer at Qualcomm. What kind of things fall under your your responsibility? Sure. Yeah. So I have a, a great team that I work with that uh, that works on a lot of different issues. And 
essentially it's three buckets. So the first is what's called ESG, which is environmental social governance, sort of a hot topic. Now it's been in the news a lot. <clears throat> and, you know, that is essentially working with many teams across the company to identify uh, and mitigate risk that the company might be facing and to help drive um, our environmental social governance goals or our ESG goals, which are around things like decarbonizing our operations or training students, uh, engaging students or leveraging our tech for good uh, through our wireless reach program um, or auditing our supply chain, right? There's a number of targets the company set. And that team, that part of my job, right, is really focused on, uh, you know, looking at what the company can do, how the company can be a good corporate citizen, and how the tech we're building is being used, all those types of things. The second bucket is that STEM piece, right, and workforce development, really looking at traditionally K through 12, but we also have some, some university uh, programs as well. And then, of course, the company has a, a lot of engagement with universities. Um, but what what can we do to get those traditionally underserved communities involved in STEM? And how can we build a diverse talent pipeline that will hopefully benefit companies like Qualcomm in the future uh, as we continue to sort of innovate? And then the last program is that wireless reach program, which is a program that's been around for 16 years. It's It's how we work with government entities around the world and help explain how our tech can be leveraged for, you know, uh, education, healthcare, entrepreneurship, public safety, really working with local community-based organizations and governments to uh, create use cases for Qualcomm technology. And what does that mean? So what, what is it, you know, before it was like, what, what can you do with a handset that maybe we're not thinking of? Now it might be, what can you do with fixed wireless access? Or what can you do with IoT or drones or any of these types of things? So um, that program's reached, you know, 26 million people to date, uh, and we, we plan to keep going there. So it's sort of three buckets uh, that I spend my time. And the great thing about my job is that I never do the same thing twice uh, in, in a day. So it keeps it interesting. Yeah. And actually, if we could focus a bit more on kind of how technology and policy work together to address these issues, kind of from your perspective, um, having worked at Qualcomm, and I know that last example in particular you provided, you mentioned having to talk to, to local governments. So how are you seeing these two things coming together to, to help Qualcomm reach its sustainability goals or even the technology or telecom industry more broadly? Yeah, I mean, there's so many ways, right? I think First, in the U.S., I'll just take some examples from home, right? We've seen a lot of legislation passed coming out of the, the administration, right? The Chips and Science Act, right? That's got a, a huge, it's got a lot of money in there for innovation, research, and STEM, right? And so we know that 5G, 6G, all these technologies, they're going to require a lot of skills that maybe students don't have now, or we need more students with those skill sets as well as the same focus that Qualcomm's doing and most companies are doing a diverse pool from which to you know, get that talent. And so I think that's one great example of you know, policy or legislation that's been sort of enacted that will help benefit the entire ecosystem, not just on a sustainability side, but you know, also STEM, things like that. Um, you know, on, the, on the traditional sustainability side, when we say sustainability, you know, we think sort of everything ESG, not just environmental, but I think a lot of people traditionally focus on the, the E part. And, you know, there's a lot of regulation coming right now around the disclosure of data and sustainability data or human capital or diversity, equity, and inclusion data. And I think that's really going to drive 
Right. We're seeing it mostly out of the U.S. and the EU right now, but I think that's really going to drive companies that are operating in those markets to disclose more information, which will in turn draw, you know, uh, force them to do more things around these issues, which I think is a good thing at the end of the day. So um, I think there's a lot of ways that, you know, technology and policy sort of intersect in order to help make the world um, operate better or to help build out the ecosystem, right, to get to help with the, you know, the deployment of 5G. That's going to have a lot of tangible benefits. Uh, both for sustainability or education or healthcare or any of those issues. So I think uh, they're sort of intertwined now, technology and policy. Yeah. And to take the conversation in a slightly different direction, but not really. Um, when it comes to 5G fixed wireless access, I am very familiar with how it's really proving to be one of the first ways that operators are monetizing 5G. I know that it's helping get access to to people who haven't previously had reliable broadband access, but how can it also be considered a tool for sustainable telecom outcomes? I mean, you basically nailed it. It's going to give connectivity to people that haven't previously had reliable connection, right? And so a lot of the things that we think about for what 5G will be able to offer you can think about having smart water sensors in your home that will help, you know, will alert you if you're having a leak or will help you to use less water. You can think about that at a massive scale in manufacturing facilities or uh, grocery stores or whatever, right? Um, you know, I think 5G is going to have a, the ability, particularly with IoT use cases, to, you know, revolutionize the smart grid, make them work more, be more resilient, right? What we saw happen in Texas a few years ago, um, make them be more responsive to where the needs actually are rather than just sort of running all the time. And those things should not just be available to cities, right? Those options should also be, be available to what we traditionally called the last mile. Um, in addition, you know, I think, again, in sort of that broader sustainability uh, umbrella, you know, people that live in rural areas should be able to also have remote work, also be able to stream, connect with their doctors, you know, the kids should be able to get education remotely. All of the things that, again, I think in, uh, you know, busy markets that have higher density or higher connectivity, it should be sort of across the board fair game, right? And so I think fixed wireless access will sort of deliver on that, that last mile, getting connectivity to particularly rural areas, and then in turn, those folks will have the option to leverage all of the tools that will come with 5G, um, you know, redu reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. You can think of smart energy. You can think of um, con connected vehicles to everything, which will help reduce traffic, will help reduce incidents, hopefully will make things run more efficiently. So I think there's going to be a lot of sustainable benefits that will come once fixed wireless access is fully deployed. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if you think about it, we refer to to it as a smart city, right? When we're talking about advancing um, and implementing all of these things, which is pretty ridiculous that we talk about it in a way that really only addresses the urban areas. It's not just that we're providing internet connection to these rural communities who should have internet connection, but they also should be able to have all these other advanced things that we're talking about. So that totally makes sense. Tell me more about Qualcomm's fixed wireless access strategy specifically and who the company's working with. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to say one thing on that. You know, I think back to your previous point, 
when when we talk about smart cities, you're exactly right. And I think we also lump things in there like smart agriculture or, uh, you know, you can think of drones for farming and how you can reduce water usage and you can reduce pesticide usage because you're 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 able to monitor whether it's a small farm or it's a large large scale farm, but that's going to definitely serve rural areas, right? So I think we do tend to use your right smart cities, but I think there's lots of use cases in there um, that really go across the board uh, and and particularly for, for rural areas. Um, Qualcomm is, you know, I think very committed uh, to fixed wireless access. We've been working with a number of partners across the globe, you know, Reliance Geo in India, Team in Italy, um, Telstra, US Cellular, T-Mobile, um, really looking at how we can get uh, our solutions out, working with the operators and others to connect to that last mile, and then building other solutions on top of that in terms of like IoT um, or automotive, you can think of, uh, to really leverage the benefits. Um, so I think, you know, it's been a big focus of the company for many years and, and, and something that we're really pushing um, and working with a number of partners across the globe. Angela, thank you so much for taking the time to to come on the podcast and and talk to me about sustainability and fixed wireless access, which is a hot topic these days. So it's been really helpful and informative. Thank you. Thanks for having me.